Well, greetings, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Durism's The Podcast, as presented by our friends at Advanced Physical Therapy, alongside the inimitable Matt Shuffman from Muddy River Sports, who, by the way, we discovered last week, or two weeks ago, as it were, okay. has a Justin Bieber-like following upon the uh, <laughs> podcast set. Best podcast we ever did last week. That was awesome. We, we had a great time doing it, and I know it got a lot of, uh, generated a lot of conversation, a lot of debate. A lot of consternation. Ooh, so I like consternation. I do too. I love it when people dig in and want to want to talk to you about it and have a, a different opinion. Because I love I love that. I love I love that back and forth. I don't want to try to catch lightning in a bottle twice, but but we are going to do the <laughs> fantasy draft again. And here's what's going to happen: the 20 players that we drafted, boys and girls, are now yeah. off the board. Yeah, 10 each. 10 each. We, 10 we, each. we each did five player teams. So boys 10 boys, girls, 10 girls gone. They're going to be gone. This is just sort of an exercise in the depth of Tri-State basketball okay. this season. Let's so do it. We will do that. Before we get into that, I know you and I usually do something pop culture, but with the week that we've got, the question I have for you this week going okay. in as a warm-up uh, is directly basketball because Let's we go. do have the Quincy shootout ahead of us. Yes, we do. And a plethora of oh blue-chip talent coming in. Amazing. In that spirit, Matt Shuckman, who is the best high school basketball player that you personally have seen play in person? Okay, now I, I want to ask you this because you and I talked about this off the air. Right. Are we talking Blue Devil Gym? Are we talking covering high school tri-state basketball? Or could it be beyond that? I, I want to put in scope, I don't want to put any sort of containers on it. Okay. I want you to go, uh, what player most electrified you, wowed you? that you've ever seen in person play? I, 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 the one that, that jumps out at me immediately was at the uh, the shootout in St. Louis, and I forget how many different variations of names. It was the KMOX shootout yes. back in the day and had a variation of names. But Teddy Dupay lit it up and electrified the crowd. Like, everybody in the entire arena was cheering for him to shoot the basketball the moment he stepped across half court. It was amazing. So that that singular performance stands out to me above the myriad I've seen. Just because I mean you're talking, you're you're in the key well, I think it was the Keel Center was the the, the name was. of it at the time. Yes. And I mean you're talking 10, 12,000 people in there all cheering for him to shoot the basketball. Because he scored 45 points in the game. I think that's what it was. Yes, it was. But it was amazing. You know, and the, that shootout had such a depth of talent. Much like Quincy's shootout right. has a, an incredible depth of talent. When I think of the players I've covered, games I've covered um, over the years, Sean Livingston yeah. stands out. You know, as far as the last 25 years of being in Blue Devil Gym, that kind of stuff. Um, and I've seen so many good players: Richard McBride, Andre Iguodala. You know, and then the, the the vast number of players I've seen at the state tournaments over the years. And when you traveled to the shootouts over the holidays, I yeah. mean, you were there for Darius Miles. You oh, saw yes. those kind of guys play. No question. So, I mean, Sean Livingston probably, it was, it was interesting because he had a cult following. Okay. Like, when he came into the gym, kids were going to get his autograph as a high school kid. And obviously, he went on to play professional basketball, right. so it made sense. Um, st I would still argue the fa my favorite player I've ever seen play at the high school level was Bruce Douglas. Okay, well, and that makes a ton of sense, I mean, obviously. And, and granted, there there's a little bit of nostalgia that comes sure. with that. Because I was, you were a kid. I was a kid. I was growing up in that era. And when, when we were the kids sitting in the stands in those early 80s, 
Michael Payne and Bruce Douglas were gods to us. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny to say that. It's funny to joke with them now. But I remember, and it's a fun story, Michael Payne was in my sister Teresa's class, graduated in class of 81. The night they got inducted to the National Honor Society, mom and dad's babysitter for me backed out. So I had to go to the induction ceremony. They were a little worried because of how rambunctious I might be. So my sister promised me if I behaved, I, she would introduce me to Michael Payne afterward. I was on my, probably the best behavior I've probably ever been <laughs> on this my day. life. To this day, <laughs> yes. I would guarantee. And, 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 and so I got to meet Michael Payne, and, and mom still tells the story of me looking up at him. I mean, he's 6'11", and I was eight years old, you know, and looking up at him with the, just those big eyes of, and we've seen it in kids here. With, when those great players have come into Blue Devil Gym, and you see those kids look at those those players. I think it's endemic of kind of the small town mentality of it all. It's we see little girls looking at Abby like that. We yeah, see kids in yes. Southeastern looking at Danny like no that. question. It's, it, it's one of those things. I will also echo your sentiment. The best player I ever saw was also at the KMOX shootout okay. back in the day. But I got a quick story for you that you will enjoy going Ooh. into that. Okay. I was there covering, I was still in Jeff City working for the legendary Rod Smith and covering Rod's big old fish. Uh, Rod's big old fish indeed. I was covering the Jeff City Jays, Monty Harge era. Mighty large. Uh, Monty Harge. Yes, he was, as they were down there playing at the Camo X shootout. And I happened to be sitting on the baseline. Okay. And behind me were two people I think you know well. One named Norm Stewart. Yes. The other, the late great Charlie Spoonhauer. Oh, wow. So they're sitting almost next to each other, and I'm there filming, and the, the Jays come down the floor, they toss the ball to Monty, and he fumbles it out of bounds. <laughs> and without missing a beat, Charlie Spoonhauer goes, and I hear his voice in my head today, dude, this doing this. <laughs> Norman, hey, Norman. Yeah, yeah, Charlie, what do you want? That boy's got hands like the Venus de Milo. And I, I looked at Charlie Spoonhauer, and he could tell I had tears streaming down my eyes when he said it. And I just, that was one of my favorite moments That's of that awesome. tournament ever. But my guy would be Ronnie Fields. Okay, yeah. Who, Chicago, Chicago Farragut, Farragut, the other guy on that team. They had some kid named Kevin Garnett on that yeah. team at the time. But Ronnie Fields was electric. Oh, and my. If his, Talk about playing above the rim. Oh, my God. Wow. Just the kind of easy vert that you don't ever see right. ever in person. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's just like if things had gone better, I think he would have been Michael Jordan-esque in the terms yeah. of what he could do, or at least Dominique Wilkins-esque in the way he could attack the rim. But he was unreal, and then the career went sideways, obviously. Right. But you and I have had that opportunity to see so many different guys. And, I, I you know, as, as this conversation's going, I'm playing back state tournaments yeah. in my head because that's where you see a lot of the elite teams sure. that get to the state tournament. And I remember Richard McBride and Andre Iguodala with Springfield Lanfear uh, when they played Chicago Westinghouse at the state tournament, and they were electric. Well, I remember one day going down to cover the Blue Devils in 98, and they were playing, what, Corey McGetty in the morning. Yeah, and then Palmyra. Yeah, and then Palmyra at night against Jerron and Kareem Rush. Yep. And it was like, this is, this is the kind of basketball I want to watch every day. Probably the most electric player, high school player I ever saw, though. Okay. And when, when we start talking above the rim – moments was Cookie Belcher. Cookie Belcher was amazing at Mexico, and yes. people don't remember Went on that. to play at Nebraska. Yeah. What I remember is they played Maryville, the Spoof Hounds. Yes. Great, great, great nickname. Name. Yeah. Uh, in, the, in the state championship at the Hearn Center. And Jason Brookins, who went on to play in the, the NFL, NFL football, yes. Was running back for the, the Baltimore Ravens. Jump, and he was 5'11", 6 foot, um, jump center. And he, he won the tip, tipped it to Cookie, 
and then curled Cookie through an alley-oop to Brookins for a dunk to start the game. They had 10 dunks in the state title game, and I think Cookie had five of them. Mexico, Missouri, Cookie Belcher was in Slam Magazine. Yeah. I mean, that tells you what people yeah. thought of Cookie Belcher coming out of tiny Mexico, Missouri with Jason Brookins and prior to those guys, and, and, they, and they guy by a, the name of Tyron Lou. Tyron Lou, yep. And then there was a point guard named, I believe, Jared Thompson was his name. Skinny little white kid who everybody went, oh, there's Cookie, there's Brookins. Going up there and dunking. Yeah. I mean, 5'10, 5'11, and could bounce. And it was just, I mean, that was an incredible team. But the, those memories are very, and, and what I remember, there were 10,000 people for that title game in Hearn Center. Yeah. And it was half red, half green. One of the most electric atmospheres for a, for a title game either state I've ever seen. So who's going to make memories for us this weekend at Blue Devil Gym in this loaded well, shootout that the good folks at Quincy I have put together for us? And tip of the cap is always oh, to Eric Stratman. And, and you'll be able, as we sit here and record this, I just posted a column about all the work Eric Stratman's done to create this event um, and how his anticipation for it. He tweeted something this week on, he was watching video, and if you're if he, as excited as he was getting to, as he was watching the videos, he was hoping other people were getting as excited for this this event and and he is because the ticket sales have been phenomenal excellent good to so hear that's that. great to hear um you could go up and down the line with link academy because they've got five guys who have already signed division one scholarships they've got four more who have offers or or are considered like within the top 25 top 30 players in their individual in their respective classes, classes. Yes. yeah so i mean they are so loaded um isaiah harwell Point guard sophomore from Wasatch Valley, which is coming out of Utah, right, um, is ranked the number five player in his class in the nation. Keep your eyes on him. The one I'm excited to see, and, and again, there's this whole, you could go up and down the line, every team. St. Rita's bringing in three guys who have committed yeah. to North Carolina, Illinois, and Iowa State. It's pretty good That's pedigree not, right and there. And they're all juniors. Yeah. Amazing. Um, but the one I'm anxious to see is Caden Fish out of Kansas City Staley. I've heard so many good things about him. Against the Blue Devils on Saturday night. Saturday night, that is correct. That's who the Blue Devils draw. My understanding was that Quincy High did beat them over the summer per Eric Stratman. So there is some vengeance, yeah. I guess, tied into so, this as well. But I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Okay. I mean, you, you've got Quincy High has its own abundance of talent and kids that are getting college looks. Um, Bradley Longcore III is getting Division One looks already as a sophomore. Camden Brown has offers from Division Two schools. And who knows what's going to come? He's only a junior. Sure. So, uh, you know, and I think Dominic Clay, people are going to fall in love with him from, the, from a college coach's perspective. Well, he shoots and he bounces. What more it, could you it, ask? There you go. I mean, and, and his personality. I think Ralph Wires is opening eyes. Yeah. You know, he's a kid who's come up clutch for the Blue Devils in certain circumstances and, and continues to give out. What he's done is he's extended his game. We've known he's been able to drive, handle the ball. He's shooting it so much better from the perimeter than we've ever seen him shoot it before. And I think that comes with age, maturity, and confidence. So I think, I mean, <laughs> face it, there's four games of Blue Devil Gym on, on Friday night, four at the pit, and then nine games of Blue Devil Gym on Saturday. Show up to all of them. Yeah. I was just going to put in the plug for the 9 o'clock game because that is our local game traditionally. And I love that. I love that Eric Stratman always has included one local game. And, and whether it's the year we had Clark County with Chandler Bevins going Which against was so phenomenal. Joe Wieskamp yeah. and, and Muscatine, Iowa. We've had Monroe City in there. Last year you had Liberty against Dixon, which brought back Chris Harmon, the coach right. of Dixon, who was a, a Blue, Blue Devil. Devil yeah. you know, and, and 
I think that's such a touch to the shootout that as great as all this national talent is, and, and we're going to be wowed, and it's going to be amazing and all those things, having that local tie just adds a little something to it, something special to it, because he's picking the right teams every year. He is, and the Ellsbury team that was so uh, touted preseason, yep. stumbled out of the gate against Palmyra, right. has gotten back right very quickly, yeah. and the Turnbull kid is going to be tough to handle for Danny. Yeah. It's not an easy matchup Cause, either cause Kyle way. Turnbull's 6'5". Yeah. And, and, and super strong yes. at the point of attack. So, really interesting matchup there. By the way, as we talk about the Quincy shootout, yeah. um, you know, that was inspired by the old Quincy University shootout, which before my time, obviously, but I've heard such wonderful stories about people going and watching great college basketball. You're talking about the Mart Heinen Holiday yes. Tournament? Yes, it was a, yes. And, and, and what that was. Yeah. Quincy University basketball has been really interesting oh, in yeah. a way that I think even is ahead of schedule for what Steve Hawkins said. And as we record this in advance of tonight's huge game with Umsel, a team that this group of players has not beaten, obviously, in, right. their, in their tenure, which is right on the checklist behind Truman State. Yeah. Are you a believer yet in what they've been able to do that this, that this town is better when they're relevant and interesting the way they are? Oh, no question. And, and it, it's a little disappointing from a, from a fan perspective. Okay. Sitting there the other night, watching them beat Drew. It was a Monday night. Sure. It's a, it's a the back odd, end of an NBA-type run. And, and an odd night for college basketball in town. Right. But I would have loved to have seen the place more. Fuller, you sure. Know, more fans in the stands, and and because I think what they're doing at Quincy University is such a is very refreshing to where things have been, and you can see the growth already in this group. And the fact of the matter is, and, and it's funny to talk to Coach Hawkins; he's not totally thrilled with how they're playing, um, because they're still trying to get the culture the way sure. he and Tim Walsh want it, uh. and they're going to get there. But uh, the play of the younger kids. Is in, has been remarkable. I think they're ahead of schedule for some of them. There's still some that are projects that they're working on and getting up to that level. But the old, the older guys, the, you know, Malik Hartman didn't play the other night because right. of an ankle. He's supposed to play tonight. As we tape this, he's supposed to play against Umsel. But Paul Zelinskis, uh, Jamari Coakley, uh, Solomon Gustafson, and, you know, the guys who who stuck around. Sure, are having really good years and that's not an easy thing to do it's not just basketball no. you sign up for a culture and yeah. an experience and when it changes midstream there are all kinds of feelings but of they, but dislocation they have, they have so embraced it okay they've so embraced what coach hawkins has wants out of this program and the culture he wants the program to be that that's why they're having success the older guys are embracing it want to play for him they've committed to him they, they they've gone all in with him and the younger guys, too. And the younger guys are talented. Yeah. Is there anything more endemic of that, Matt, just in the fact that they're so good offensive rebounding despite not having the profile yeah. of a team that looks like it can offensive rebound? They just go after it. Yeah. You know, and if you can get guys to play that hard, um, that's what you get. And, and I think that's part of the culture. It's getting guys to play that hard for each other. It's who cares who gets the stats, who cares. I mean, their leading scorer is averaging 13 points a game. Yeah. You're, you're not balanced, you know, there's not 18, 20 points a game because I got to have the ball. I'm going to go lead us. You know, there's it's balance. It's playing for each other. And I saw that Wednesday night at John Wood as well. I, obviously, okay. Jeremiah Talton's putting up big numbers. Logan Robbins had 21 points in the it was our conference opener against Spoon River. But other guys contributed and it wasn't about 
numbers. It was about sharing the basketball. 22 assists on 28 field goals. That's pretty darn good. Yeah, they had 13 assists on 14 field goals in the second half when they pulled away. That's an interesting dynamic for a team that is pulling a bunch of disparate guys together. Right. And we forget it's only January. Yes. It is still relatively early on the Brad Hoyt developmental calendar. This is, but this is where it kicks off. Yeah. You know, this is where, because conference play is, is from day one, when those kids step on campus, he talks about the importance of conference play. And it started on Wednesday night. And now, it, and now they go on the road for three straight conference games. If they can win two of those, wow. They'll put themselves ahead of the rest of the league. But this is a team that could get back to the national tournament very easily. Slight college sidebar. Uh, I know they stubbed their toe a little bit coming out of the holiday gate. But the Culver Stockton women were very good in the first half of the season. Yeah. And yes. a lot of that was centered on the return of Mackenzie Lathrum. Correct. Culver Stockton with a local talent is a much better, more sellable product, especially when they were playing the way they were playing. And again, we, we talk about local talent, and, and the Culver Stockton women are an example of what local talent can do for you as far as interest level. Right. Um, we've seen it at Quincy University where the local talent, when it goes somewhere else, comes back, draws in a big crowd. Corey Miller. Yeah. And I know that that rankled some of the QU oh, I'm sure it did. administrators and stuff because like, look, here's all these people to see somebody else from some other school coming in. Well, the fact of the matter is you can't just recruit local and go, that's going to win. Yeah. It's, one, they've got to be the right fit. Sure. And that doesn't, and we're not talking just basketball. That's across the board. That's baseball. That's soccer. That's football. That, I mean, that's, that's everything. But, but if you recruit the right local kids, the ones that fit and get them to come in, it only enhances your program. Even if they went somewhere else first and realized yeah. maybe the grass isn't greener away from home. Could you, you know, and, and I, you hear it all the time when a local athlete signs with a Division One school or signs with someone else, and it's like, well, you know, they could fall back here. Well, yeah, they could. Don't sell it short that they're not going to go to wherever they're going and have success. But that is that. I mean, we've seen it happen, yeah. and and the that local fan base means so much. Let's talk a little bit about high school basketball quickly before we get to our okay. draft. Anything really strike your fancy in the last couple of weeks? I know we had some tournaments, obviously the Winchester tournament. We, we have North Shelby and the Tony Lanzini going on. Right. Anything really stick out to Matt Chuckman in the last couple of I days? Think, I think a couple of things. Okay. Jacksonville route, the number one ranked team in class 1A is really good. They are. But they're not unbeatable. And I think that's the thing that showed me. Uh, Camp Point Central gave them a really tight game. Pace and Seymour took them to overtime. Yes, they won those games. Griggsville Perry gave Griggsville them a low yes. the other night. So, fact of the matter is, they're winning those games, yeah. which is a sign of a team that's really good. They find ways to win those games, but they're not blowing people away. Okay. So, I think that it, it, what it sets up is a really interesting postseason because you're going to have Route, you're going to have Central, you're going to have Brown County, you're going to have Griggsville Perry, you're going to have Southeastern. All these teams, and it's like, even if you are, yeah, even if you are number one, doesn't mean you're unbeatable. Right. You know, so that's interesting. Same thing holds true for Quincy Notre Dame girls. I know they're steamrolling people right now and playing at a very high level. Uh, as we tape this, 20 and one on the season. Um, but their postseason path is yeah, it's a loaded with landmines. Yeah. So I, I, you, I don't want to pencil anybody in. Okay. for getting to Redbird or getting to Champaign or anything like that. Because there's so much parity and so many good teams and so many teams that could win on any given night. 
Um, I think all those things. The Central uh, Southeastern Lady Panther Classic was an example of that. I know Central Southeastern's playing at a very high level, but you saw Unity lose twice. Brown County's playing really well. You know, I know Illini West is not having the year it has in the past, but with the type of talent they have, they could sneak up and bite somebody. I mean, just across the board, I, there's so much parity. It's a lot of fun to watch, and it's going to be really interesting to see how the postseason plays out. One more for you on the Missouri side, just yes. a little bit, because we, we have seen some spikes and some ebbs and flows yeah. over there. And I don't know that there's really a the team yet to emerge no. from either the boys or the girls side over there. I don't either. I, I like the Palmyra boys. I like what they're doing. Are they? Is that some of that Brian Ray? Is that some of that built to their specifications? Well, I think he's he he's taught he's taken what he does well and in, instilled a culture already in his second year at Palmyra. But he's also embraced what he has okay. and, and used those pieces in the right place. And I know seeing, seeing Trace Miser drop 11 threes in a game is a great thing, but it's how they win other than that. It's, again, we talk about unselfishness. Bear Bach is one of the prime examples of that. He could go out and be the leading scorer every night if he really wanted to say, okay, I'm going to go do it. But he's unselfish. He goes and battles for rebounds. Um, across the board, those guys are that way. So I think that's what makes them unique. The Canton girls are the one that intrigued me as a okay. team that could make a run. Um, obviously, you have Naraya Clay, who's very good. Macy Glasgow, Macy Fisher, you, you know, they know how to win. They've done it in softball. Sure they have. You know, and I, so I, I'm, I'm anxious to see what their future holds because they're a team, I think, that's just going to continue to climb and get better. Which brings us to our draft. Let's go. You've had time to prepare. I did not surprise you this time. <laughs> no. Which, you know, let, let's be honest. I, you know, I thought, you know, the biggest tilting point on the boys' side in our draft was you thought you were sneaking Camden Brown past me around and I grabbed yeah. him ahead of you. True, and I caught a lot of heck for that. I'm sure you did. I, I, I was told, so, so the, the question or the comment made to me was everybody expected Danny to be one or two. Right. Bradley Longcore to be the other. Yes. And it was... Well, why didn't Shuck pick just four Blue Devils to go with Danny, <laughs> and then that they would that would be it? That's all he needs. Well, that's not quite the case. Yes. So, uh, I I enjoyed some of that. I like you know I like you having to you know defend yourself from time to time. True. God of Blue Devil Jim, when you walk in there, it's nice to see you catch it a little bit. I did. From I, time caught, to I, time. I caught a little bit. So. Well, you, sir, as my guest, get the first pick in the draft. Do you want to go girls or boys first? Uh, let's go girls first. We did okay. boys. Did we do what we, did we do last time? We did girls first. Okay, last then time? we go boys first. All right, we just gotta go different. The, the floor is yours, and I will. Before we get into your yes. pick, I will just leave the caveat out there. There's a lot of meat still left on the bone. Oh, there's no doubt about it. So I've debated this. Okay. Do you go front to back or back to front? If you're gonna build a five-player team, do you start with the point guard or do you start with a big man? And I've gone back and forth okay. of which way I want to go, but I'm going back to front. Okay. So I'm starting big. Okay. He's yet to play a game this year. Okay. We know he will be uh, okay. soon. Yes, this is a good here, point here choice. In the, here in the ne next few weeks, he's a kid with a huge upside. I know college coaches are anxious to see him on the floor. Um, did he give Cole Serta all he could handle last year? He did, and he would have beat Cole Serta if he had been healthy in that, yeah. for that entire game. And that would be Jake Wallingford. That's a really good pick. And uh, if you're starting, that was something that I thought about. Yeah. And I thought maybe Matt would let that sit on the table <laughs> because I think 
you know, we don't have many bigs of gravity right. out there this year. And he would be the one who most traditionally you could play down low. You could run some of your offense through. He makes a lot of sense because you've done that. That this makes my choice easier. I'm building back to front. Okay. And I'm going to go with Connor Watson, the point guard, okay. the outstanding point guard from Macomb who, what are they 15 and five? I think at last that I looked, they've yeah. played really well. He is a traditional point guard. But he is so fast and so quick to the hole that he can find ways to create opportunities for himself and as well for his team. And I just really kind of like the way he navigates and runs a team. So we're off the board. You with a center, me with a point guard. Where do you go next, Matt? Well, I'm going to counter you with a point guard. Okay. Anyone who can beat Collinsville on Collinsville's floor in the sectional yeah, it's pretty at good. the buzzer and then continue to improve the next year belongs on my team. Okay. Ralph Wires. You've given yourself some Quincy High cover. <laughs> I think that's why he deserves done. it. It's yeah, not just because of Quincy High. Yeah. He, he, he has played as well as any yes, point guard has. in the area. And one of the things I like about Ralph this year is his, his self-control seems to have risen exponentially from yeah. where he was a year ago. Yeah. And I, I think that makes him a really good point guard. I'm going to go, oh, I don't know, <laughs> Prairie preview this week. You know, I, I don't, and I, you know, if we were drafting football, this would be a no-brainer. <laughs> I was hoping um, to sneak him through. Yeah. I'm going to go with Brian Deaker with, okay. with, with what he's done. I mean, and I saw that electric game yes. he had down at the Winchester Invitational where he had 20 points in the first half. Um, he is a guy that basically his range, I don't think people realize how good his three-point range is because he was hitting shots from 26 feet when he needed to at the end of that game to try to get them back into things. So uh, he's a pretty special talent in all sorts of things. Again, might be the most instinctive linebacker you and I have covered yeah. in a couple of years. I think he makes a really interesting three for me. Yeah. I'm leaving the two open because I have some options there. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to go two here. Okay. Hey, okay, I've got the big. I've got the point. Yeah. I need somebody who can shoot it a little bit, can yeah. slash a little bit, can put the ball in the hole. Cole Beheimer. Very good pick. Brown County. Yeah. You want to go Brown County, I'll go Brown County with you. Okay. Because if, like, if you like Brian Deeker, you're really going to like Colby Ward. The way oh, he's playing right now. You've, you've done uh, it to me twice. Yes, and, and the, the one thing that was noticeable about Colby Ward coming back is his speed beating the ball to the passing lane. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, and quite frankly, I have the best set of linebackers on the field right now <laughs> with Ward and Deeker. Uh, gives you a certain physicality. You know me. I play foot basketball I like know. I play football. I know, so I know. So I, I think those two guys playing off Connor Watson is a pretty good spot to be. Well, you're going, you're going football related. Mm -hmm. I'm going to my true love okay. and I'm going baseball related. Okay. And a guy who just has been, and, and it's because of how well he's played lately. Okay. He can play inside. He can battle. He can hit a fastball. Yeah, that's big. Alex Knoyer. Yeah, Alex Knoyer has been out of his mind good he the has. last two weeks. And, and that, that's why he's elevated himself to this position with me. So I need a clarification. And I, I leave this totally up to you. Okay. Am I allowed Macon? Well, I guess because it's in your coverage, yeah. technically in your coverage area. I'm going to take Boston Douglas, who okay. probably has a really good chance to be the Clarence Cannon Conference Player of the Year. He's in that conversation. He gives me the bigger wing that I don't have because I went with two smaller wing type guys. I can play him at the two. I'll play him off of that. And I kind of just like the athleticism that brings to the table. Okay. So, so we're down to our last pick. Our last pick here. There's a lot of good guys uh, still on the there table. There are. And, and I'm a little biased here because I know who he's worked out with in the past. Okay. Um, and I know 
I, I just think he, he's a burgeoning standout. And so I'm going young on this one with okay. a sophomore. Okay. Preston Brewer. It's an interesting pick. I like that. That's I, I just, actually I like that a lot, Matt Chuckman, and I did not expect that name. I was thinking I was going to hear. I don't know. I, that was not what I was. Were you thinking I was going to go Dominic Clay? Well, I, maybe or Wyatt Lipkeman. I thought I, those two guys. I, well, that was Wyatt Lipkeman was my. You know, okay. I was debating that one. Okay. But because I know you like his game. Yes, I do. And I've heard you talk about Griggsville Perry, and I thought, okay, yeah. Matt's saving that for last. No. All right, I have one more pick. I'm going to go wild card with you here because okay. I don't have a big, and you have a really good big. And he hasn't played a, y- a lot yet. But Deion Doyle at Macomb is six foot six and a rim runner of, okay. you know, Michael Wilson type proportions. You know, I like the guys that can block shots and yes. contest. He'll be my middle in this one. Okay. So there you have it. I like our two teams. I do too. I, I think that, that I think people will debate us. Yes, as, as which, well they which should. Which is great. And, and I'm. And probably when I sit down, when I get in the truck, when I leave here and go off to my next assignment, I'm probably going to go, oh, I should have picked him. Yeah. There's Somebody's going to pop in my head that I totally I went forgot. early on Deeker just because I saw the Prairie State you profile knew I was, today because I knew you were going that way. I was way. waiting. I know. Wait, I, see, that's what I shouldn't have done. Yes. I screwed up there. Yes. Brian, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, girl side. I give you the number one pick. Who was the best player we didn't take the last time around? Uh, for me, it was pretty pretty easy in my mind and again we talked front to back back to front yeah I'm going back to front give me Taylor Foey we you know and you and I had talked about hey if I went if you went Taylor Foey I was going Kendra King but vice versa I think there's enough bigs where I'm going to wait on the bigs for a second Lauren Miller the way she's right. played right now. Um, I thought I could sneak that one well, through to number two or number three. And, and, and there yeah. were moments. I thought you'd counter yeah. me with a big. The, there were moments where she was against Unity, yeah. where you were just, and I know she doesn't shoot it like she's going to shoot it down the road yet from distance. She is so long. Yes. I mean, you can't stop her. Yeah. And I talked to a coach this week who said, yeah, of all the guys that you didn't pick on the girls' side, yeah. Lauren Miller was probably the one that he would have taken. And see, and, and everybody came up to me and was like, why didn't Taylor Foley get picked? Well, but I get that because Taylor Foley has been really, really good. Yeah. And, and there's not a lot of noise in her game, which yeah. I really like. Yeah. So it's on you now. <sighs> see, and, and it's tough. It's tough because I'm trying to think of I, – I, plus I want to give love to both sides of the river. Sure. So, th- so there's, there's that factor. Um, but I, I, I think i got to stay in town because I want a guard who can do multiple things. Okay. Give, me, give me Sage Stratton. I think that, if, A, from a point guard standpoint, that's really good. B, from somebody who has the defensive moxie to yeah. go out and just doesn't care who she guards. Right. You're going to get all of that all of the time. I really like that pick and, yeah. and a lot. Um, I'm going to go some speed here to go along with Lauren Miller. I, I, and I know she's not 100% healthy, but I love Nariah Clay. I love what yeah. she brings to the table. I, you know, And in terms of um, balance, leadership, Unflappability. I think Naraya is one of the most unflappable players yeah. that you can put out there. I would Plus, agree with that. proven state champion in softball. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Naraya Clay okay. and Lauren Miller will be my two. We, we have the start of two very good teams right we, here. We do, and I know I'm going to screw it up here somewhere along the way. <laughs> but that's okay. That's what that's what it's for. Okay. I, I, I've been debating this. Okay. And, and I've been de- debating, you know, things like length. Yeah. You know. How, how, how important is that to what you want to build here? And I think I want some more length. Okay. Especially if I've got a, a defensive bulldog in Sage Stratton. I've got a post player that can battle in Taylor Foey. Give me somebody who can disrupt things defensively and also score. Give me Vanessa Markert. 
You mean Ashley? Ashley, Ashley Marker. I'd give you Daddy, Vanessa Marker. I was going to do that. I'd give you Vanessa Marker, the all-time leading scorer yes, in Brown County history. But yes, 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 I get it. She and she is. She is as long as the day is long, and you know, and feisty on the inside. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do love that pick for you. Um, it sets a certain standard. I'm also going to go Brown County because she's sitting there on the table. <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah. you know, the 20 points per game from Claire Flynn, Flynn is tough to walk away right. from. So, I will go Claire Flynn, and I love my Claire Flynn, Naraya Clay backcourt right now. Love it. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah, and you should. Yeah. So, okay, so where do we go next? There's still some talent on the table. You're long. I'm long. I think I'm going to stick in Illinois. Okay. No, I'm going to switch it up. Give me Macy Fisher. I like that pick. I do. I, and Macy Fisher is somebody who, and it, it, goodness, I mean, you, you want to add more shooting. Yeah. You've got more shooting. You want to add some defensive length. She's a really good. So just the combination. Yeah. She shoots it really well. You know, I've got big, so, you know, I've got a bulldog. I, I think it fits well. I think she fits well with this group. A couple of players out there with some state pedigree that I really like. I'm going to go young. Um, I love her game. I love her toughness. I don't think she gets near enough credit within the Clarence Cannon Conference. I love Bill Roush, yeah. uh, you know, uh, and and I think because she plays with Miranda, sometimes people overlook her. True. I, I think there's a lot still left in her game. And developmentally, I'm not sure she's not going to be one of the very best players in that class when we're all said and done. And yeah. maybe there's a Clarence Cannon Conference Player of the Year in her future somewhere. Bill Roush is really good. So here, here's my dilemma. Okay. I could load up on you and just go big, big, big. You're going to take Kendra King, aren't you? That's where I'm leaning. So I, I, I could really go big and just, just say, yeah. okay, try to get to the basket against yeah, us. Yeah, it's going to be hard. And that's where I'm going to go. Oh, you kill it. <laughs> well, and here's the thing I love and, about Kendra. And she's a ginger. Yeah. I've got to go for that. Here's the thing I love about Kendra, because we, we can talk about how she is the strongest person to the basket probably in our area in terms of you don't want to get in her way. Right. Her game from above the arc now, yes. is she stretches you. And, and nobody sees that at first. Yeah. They just see the size and the, the physicality, but she's building a, a complete game. I don't think I can match your size, so I may have to play five out on this, <laughs> just based on what you're doing. Um, what does that leave on the table for me? I think, you know what? I think I'm going to take a shot blocker. I, I think I've changed my mind. Ooh, okay. I think I'm going to go athletic. Okay. I think I'm going to go with Millie Mosey Williams. Really? I think I, you know what? Okay. I got enough scoring. Okay. I want somebody who's going to jump up and alter shots the way you've got Ashley Marker. Yep. Um, and if you've got Taylor Foey, I'm going to need somebody to get a hand in her face. I don't think enough has been said about the job that Millie Mosey Williams has done as a totally defensive player okay. and a huge rebounder for who they are. I really like her fit. And I, like I said, I thought there were bigs for days on the board that we could have taken. Yeah. She's one that I could take at the five spot and feel pretty good about. By the way, we left Reagan Reed on the table. I know. I, that... The I was debating that when I Sophia you know, Schaefer is still on the table. I know. I, there were several that I debated, but I was trying to do something a little different. I like the way we did this. Though. You know, it's just you know, is it the Blair Eftig still on the table? I know, and I know I'm sure State I'll catch champion I'll Blair Eftig about that. Yeah, and that's I fine. couldn't go with another guard though. I just I you just, were going to overwhelm me. <laughs> I just decided let's, let's just go big. 
and see how it plays out. Well, that was fun. I, you know, and I can't wait till next year till we do this again. Oh, we may have to incorporate this for football season oh, too. Oh. <laughs> we'll be here all day. <laughs> Ladies and, how and gentlemen. How much fun would that be? The great Matt Shuckman from Muddy River. Anything on the immediate radar for good, good Obviously, folks? Obviously, we'll have wall-to-wall coverage of the Quincy shootout this week, this weekend. Um, next week, I'm going to kickstart my top 25 moments Okay. of 25 years covering Quincy High School oh, basketball. Oh, awesome. That's that's very cool. So, this is my 25th season um, covering Blue Double basketball. You look too young to have done that much time. Yeah. So, The great Matt like Shuckman, that. everybody. <laughs> hey, again, thank you so much for the support of this podcast. Yes. Let's see if we can break last week's record, which, which, I mean, it was 600 YouTube views alone. I didn't even look at the wow. podcast. So. Great. You are, you are a treasure. I, I, I do know I had one uh, high school basketball official come up to me at a game Say, hey, while I was driving to the game tonight, I listened to you guys. That's awesome. So isn't that great? It is awesome. Yeah. Hey, we like that. Thank you so much yes. for your support. And again, as always, speaking for Matt Chuckman, our big thanks to Advanced Physical Therapy and the no great doubt. folks there for, for their unyielding support of Tri-State Local Sports and, and all the time and effort that those folks Fantastic. put into making this a better community. So we appreciate you. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. Please let us have it about our picks and yes. about where we screwed up. We can't wait to hear about it. And we'll see you right back here <laughs> in two weeks. Matt Shuckman, Shuckman and I will be talking about the postseason, which, believe it or not, is right around the corner. Uh, well, and we'll, and at that time, we'll be able to talk some postseason wrestling, too, going into oh, the postseason. Oh, that'll be fun. Yes. yes. Hey, we need to do that next time. Remind me, wrestling, front and center. Maybe we'll time. do our fantasy wrestling draft. I like it. Ooh. Oh, now the mind and the gears <laughs> yeah, are working. Yeah, yeah. We'll see you then, everybody.